What London Can Be is brought to you by London Community Foundation, an organization dedicated to improving communities across London and Middlesex County. Welcome to What London Can Be, the podcast where we navigate our shifting world, shine a light on the issues our city is facing, and explore the innovative Made in London solutions to critical challenges in our community. I'm Diane Silva, Director of Philanthropy at Lennon Community Foundation. Today I'm joined by Nancy Buchanan and Jocelyn Zerberg from the Southwest Ontario Aboriginal Health Access Centre. We're going to be talking about the Healthy Ways of Eating Project, an Indigenous-focused food bank which recently received a $135,000 Community Vitality Grant from LCF's Unrestricted Community Fund. Hi Nancy, hi Jocelyn, how are you today? A little chilly. Yes, it is. Cold here in London. Fall has arrived. It definitely has. And it's also very rainy today, too. Um, Before we get into our discussion, I would like the audience to know a little bit about uh, the two of you. So maybe we can start with Nancy. Just give us a little bit about your background and the role you have with SOHAC. And then Jocelyn, you, you fill in the gap, too, about yourself. So I'm Nancy Buchanan. I'm originally from Chiging First Nation up on Manitoulin, and I've had a few roles here over almost seven years. Currently, I'm a family social worker, which means a little bit of everything. And my name is uh, Jocelyn Zerbrig. I am a registered dietitian and a certified diabetes educator. I am one of the non-Indigenous um, employees at SOHAC, and I've had the privilege of working for SOHAC for nearly 15 years. Very nice. And could either one of you just uh, share a little bit about what does SOHAC do uh, for the people you serve? So SOHAC is a no wrong door agency. So we have primary care, dietitians, uh, child and youth workers, mental health, chiropathy, physio, massage therapy, traditional healing (laughs) services as well. Um, We're your one-stop shopping here. So we're one of 10 uh, Aboriginal health access centers in Ontario. um, And we're under the umbrella of community health centers. Very nice. And so this is why it makes sense that your organization developed this very unique program, Healthy Ways of Eating Project, that was funded by LCF's Community Vitality Grant Program. Can you explain what the Healthy Ways of Eating Project is about? Yeah, this uh, this project is, is sort of a unique way to address food insecurity. So it's a little bit different than sort of our, um, our food banks here in the city. So what we're doing is we're offering uh, traditional Indigenous foods as part of um, the, the uh, drop-in food bank. Um, so we are using food not only as a means of healing and reconnection to culture, um, but also to address food insecurity. So it's, it's using this, this money in a, a really unique way. Um, we're, we're actually going to use uh, storytelling and collecting impact stories. And so selfishly, we're doing this pilot project with the hope of seeking funding to continue um, to offer this service in the city. Very nice. And I know when you had initially 
applied to this, you had shared some data that between 2018 and 2021, you've seen an increase of 470%, an increase in clients reporting food security as an issue. So this is such a staggering statistic, which clearly shows the need for projects like this. Um, Can you give us some insight as to what is driving this need? So, I mean, I I think we have to acknowledge the fact that between 2018 and 2021, we went through a pandemic. And um, as many of your listeners know, individuals who are the most food insecure were probably impacted the greatest. So job loss was a big thing, housing instability. So our clients have been impacted greatly by the pandemic. But one of the things that I always write in my grants is that this problem issue existed well before the pandemic. And I'm really curious to see what 2022 stats look like because the cost of food has gone up between 10 and 30% in the past two years. And I think that that statistic's gonna get staggeringly different. Um, I think we're easily gonna hit a 500% increase since 2018 in people reporting food insecurity. And that's to any of the practitioners here. So they might tell their family doctor, they might tell their social worker, they might share that with me as well. Yeah, and of course, because we've seen food prices increase dramatically. Um, this is definitely going to impact people in in a hard way. So I, I would agree with you that the need is only going to increase, that, that's for sure. So as you mentioned, uh, one of the unique features about this project is the focus on traditional Indigenous food and health. Uh, what kind of food might this allow you to stock that is different from traditional food banks? So we've already started sourcing stuff and it's been pretty it's been pretty eye-opening and kind of fun actually. So the city of London has many different indigenous people from across Canada. So it's sort of a melting pot of different cultures. So we're trying to sort of fit where we can, but using as much local um, suppliers. So right now, as it stands, we're looking at protein as being sort of a big foundation. So that's going to be traditional meats. So um, venison, moose, and uh, local fish. Yeah. And then on top of that, uh, nuts and seeds. So that's sort of the 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 big protein push there. Um, We're going to have lots of produce. So focus on greens as well as any local produce. Um, On top of that, we've already been sourcing things like um, maple syrup and honey from Indigenous run businesses. So as local as possible, but some of those are coming from further away, um, as well as uh, wild rice and grains. So that's sort of what we have right now. Um, those are the relationships we already have established, but we're, we're looking at adding to nice. it. So how did you start with that exploration of hunters and farmers uh, in, in making these links and relationships for your To be cause? honest, a lot of those relationships were already built. And I have an incredible team here at SOHAC who knows somebody, who knows somebody, (laughs) who knows somebody, right, Nancy? And a lot of this is just like word of mouth. It's so different than driving to Walmart and buying some fish, right? It's like, oh, I know somebody up in Kettle Point who will be able to supply you pickerel, but only 
in the spring during this time. So um, as a non-Indigenous person, I, I've learned a lot <laughs> in the last little bit. And it's all about relationships. Yeah, that's that's so true. Um, one of the elements of this project is using food as a means of reconnecting people with their culture through storytelling. Can you tell us a bit about how you think this will happen in uh, as you roll out with this project? I think it's more the connection. You know, a, a normal food bank, you walk in the door, you'd be handed a bag after you showed how many kids you had on your sub. Whereas here... The person is met at the door and actually brought to the food. So the food is on shelves and in freezers and in fridges. And so through the staff, and that's any of us bringing a client up and we have the reusable bags and, and so forth, talking, finding out what's going on and sharing. So sometimes it'll be a teaching, you know, of, where the fish came from. We have one colleague here who's from Kettle. So he can share a teaching, you know, around that fish or what the creator said the fish was for. Somebody else, we have medicines as well. So if it's sage or bear root or whatever. Um, so those can be also shared or learned from the client. And then the client picks their own items. Right? We don't make the bags up. Um, we do for the produce because we, you know, make sure it spreads and equally. That's a COVID thing, though, too, more yeah. than anything. Right. But as we open up a little bit more, or as the clients are able to come in face-to-face -face more, they can go onto the shelves. They can see, you know, what's on the shelves. Oh, you've got white corn or you've got dried corn. We had one the other day where a lady wanted some corn, and we had the dried corn, and another lady said, well, I only know how to use the can. I don't know how to... And the two clients shared a recipe right so and and the different bands make corn soup differently and mm -hmm. so they share it back and forth and I really like that take what you need approach too because it gives them autonomy as to what it is that they want to serve their families what it is that they want to select um and then the sharing, like you just said, with the recipes, that just kind of happens organically. So that that's a really nice approach to this. And Jocelyn's creating recipes, right, with volunteers and students so that you don't just get some beans. You know how to add that with the protein and what leafy or what spices would, you know, bring it to life. And so a food bank, it's canned goods, non-perishables for the most part. Whereas this is whole foods. This is learning how to reconnect, right? How to make a recipe, how to eat healthier and be healthier because of it. Mm -hmm. So how many people and families do you anticipate you will be benefiting from this? What's the population in London? Oh my goodness. <laughs> so what we anticipated was that we would be serving 50 families okay. a week, which would be about 200 families a month. And so that would be doubling the food that we currently put out. And I can tell you that sort of the combination of the food programs that we already run here. So we have some really generous support from the London Food Coalition um, as well as the United Way and some private donations, we that would be doubling 
what we do right now. So it'll be a huge service increase. Um, and then sort of going along with our philosophy of, of this focus on health. And it's not just uh, physical health, but I, like Nancy was, was getting there. Like it's, it's mental, it's spiritual. It's, it's joining the community. Mm-hmm. Even our volunteer interest isn't coming from who we expected. We expected high school students university students, I expected dietetic interns, and it's not, it is older participants who want to help. Wow, that's, that's great. They come in for one program and say, how can I help in this? What days do you do this? Mm -hmm. Okay. And now what about from a sustainability perspective? Like you're, you're anticipating that the need is going to increase because the reality is we're seeing, to, you know, we're being hammered by increased uh, food costs uh, and that the need will only go up. Um, and I know our grant funded this pilot project. How do you see this being a sustainable ongoing program where you're serving the people that come to you? So I'm going to be honest, we've been talking about this like in inadvertently for probably years. And it was like, let's do it and see if it works before we, you know, cart before the ball. Because we're always like, will we ever get funding for something like this? And I was like, let's try it. Let's do a pilot project. Let's prove the need. And then we'll, we'll, we'll jump that hurdle afterwards. I think the biggest thing is building these relationships too, right? So the fact that we have those means that we can walk into grant applications with like numbers and partnerships. And I think those things are all, all really valuable. And you're giving us the ability to collect really valuable information that we're going to do to use to leverage other grants and um, our community partners. Because there's, there's stuff out there. We just need to prove that there's a need. Um, and the community foundation is giving us that opportunity. Well, it's allowing you to be, you know, to deliver an innovative offering to your people. Um, and like you said, in real time, you'll be collecting information and seeing if this is really going to work. I just hope that the community also rallies behind you guys too, and and that donors step up to also continue with the support because just from what I'm hearing, the way you've described the program, it is a critical need, and I love the uh, how it is all within the indigenous culture, you know, at heart. So I think that's yeah. I wish you guys really the best of luck with this. What other ways can we help the community at large help in making sure that this program or SOHAC is successful? So I think one of the biggest things uh, that we need at the moment and very immediately is uh, a full team of volunteers. So um, we were hoping to recruit students looking for volunteer hours. Um, it's not a huge commitment because we would understand they'd be in school and we close at 4.30. So um, we're looking for just a couple hours. Um, we're looking at university and college students as well who have an interest in foods and in nutrition. Um, so particularly the Brescia nutrition program. And we're really looking for any adult with an interest in helping us 
Okay. I mean, it is a bit of a physical position. There's a lot of lifting and moving of produce and boxes. Um, and we certainly are looking for indigenous knowledge keepers. So anyone who has mm-hmm. um, knowledge of cooking in particular, traditional meat and or other foods. Okay. We would welcome them. And how does someone uh, like seek this out to, to volunteer? So you can come see us at the health center. We do have um, printed volunteer applications. So that's sort of like, you know, old school way. New school way is uh, our Facebook page. You can um, see there's a, a link. I think it's the latest blue stuff. Um, and an email address to contact. So it's all on there. Um, we're working on Instagram. Okay. We're getting there. But yeah, it's probably Facebook, our website, um, or you can walk on down to the SOAC and we'll give you a volunteer application. Well, we'll make sure we'll link this information to our, um, you know, information blurb about the podcast so that people then know how to connect with SOHAC and, and check out these volunteer opportunities. So uh, it's good to know that you that it's open doors now and, and you need help. So this is a great time for people in the community to step up and, and, and help your organization. So that's good to know. Our, our staff is so good at packing stuff now that we went and did a, our share at the Food Coalition and what they had booked us for 8.30 to 12.30 the food arrived at about 9, 9.30, and we were done by 10.30. Well, look at that. See? That's good. <laughs> but that's our lunch hour, so we need volunteers because mm-hmm. staff is working for lunch, packing this stuff up. Yeah, yeah. And you, we don't want to... An incredible team here. An incredible team. Yes, but you need, need help, help, for sure, because you don't want your team to burn out either, right? So That's right, yeah. Absolutely. So my question, it could be to the two of you or each of you who respond to this one, is what do you think Lenin can be and how do you think we can get there together? I think London is everything that's in it. Okay, we've got the inner community right across the street, you know, cross-cultural, everything. And each person plays a part. Through programs like this, people have a voice. And so even though we, we truly want to sustain this, I think giving people those tools of empowerment, right? Through knowledge of how to eat right. And the indigenous population has a higher grade or higher level of diabetes because of cultural, right? They used to have seasonal gatherings, seasonal foods, seasonal. And because everything's mass produced now, our, the bodies, don't break down because we're getting it all the time. You can go back generations, but it's still happening. So I think as people learn how to cook, how to plant, you know, how to harvest, I honestly can see some of the people that use this service right now getting on their feet and planting a small garden and bringing produce. And it's about involvement. And the whole city can be involved SOHAC addresses indigenous needs specific, but those people are going to go out there healthy and be able to be providers and producers that will benefit others in the city. I agree. Thank you. 
Jocelyn, would you like to oh, add do anything? I add to that? No, if you want to, you don't oh, have I, to. Diane, I don't even remember what the question was. Well, I'm what do you think Lenin? Can, what do you think Lenin can be, and how do you think we can get there together? She writes things down. I wing things. That's our difference. Well, I'm having a hard time not talking about housing, and I know that that's not our project. But for me, housing is like such a key part of this, right? So we are trying our best to incorporate programs as part of this. So Nancy and I do some budgeting classes and we we do some cooking classes. And so it, it is not just a hand up and a hand up, right? So that's sort of always our philosophy. However, we struggle. We have a huge amount of clients who live in substantial housing in this city. So why do I see London doing addressing that? And I think that a lot of this other stuff trickles along with it. Yeah, we're starting a new program here um, in a couple of weeks. So it's empowerment through knowledge and it's going to share, you know, taxation, landlord tenant, what you're allowed on ODSP, what your rights are within the hospital. So it's, it's tools. I want my clients, children, to not need to access these supports. I want them to have the knowledge to know how to navigate systems. Absolutely. You're addressing the root cause, right? And that systemic generational poverty right. that just happens, right? And so what you're trying to do is break them out of that. And I commend you for that in your vision. Um, and, and these programs are a step in that right direction for sure. So thank you so much, Nancy and Jocelyn, for your time. I really enjoyed you guys sharing this healthy uh, eating project. And I wish you all the best in all of the work that you do through SOHAC. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of What Lenin Can Be. Look for us wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about today's guest, visit us at lcf.on.ca forward slash what Lenin can be. If you like this podcast, tell a friend and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You'll find links on our website. Thank you again for listening to us.